Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. podcast and we are so excited to have one of our favorite guests because he has done interviews with Hollywood Life before. Um, joining me is my co-anchor of course Ali Stagnita. Hi. There's Ali Hi. and now for our special guest um, Alex Iono. Welcome Alex. Hey how are you doing? Um, I'm doing great. I think, Allie, you're doing great. You're in New York City today. Yes. And Alex, you've got, I see, a studio. Um, Where are you? Are you in California? I am in California. Uh, This is my, I call it, uh, it's actually officially been titled Alex's Bedroom Studio. Like, that's its (laughs) official term. um, Because on the album, uh, which we'll talk about later, there's like all of the credits that you have to go through so that everything gets like credited properly. And they asked, Alex, what do you call your studio that you recorded your vocals in? And I was like, it's literally the studio in my bedroom. And so they just wrote down the studio in Alex's bedroom. (laughs) So you have a new album coming out and you literally recorded it in your studio, in your bedroom? Uh, my lead vocals, yeah, I recorded a lot of the lead vocals here um, in the bed in my in my bedroom, uh, alongside the the other studios that we recorded the choir in and everything. There were some of the some of the vocals and the lead vocal that I really wanted to capture the essence that we were um, that we had there in the studio with the whole choir. Uh, and then I cleaned up a lot of the vocals here in my bedroom, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we know lots of people doing lots of things in their bedrooms th- these days. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are pretty boring compared to other people, probably. Um, before we get into it and hear all about the album, just tell us how you've been doing since you've been in quarantine um, out there in California. You know, I think naturally I would want to be like, oh, I did, I'm doing really well. But I think honestly, more than anything, my sense of self is doing really well. Uh, It's been a very, very uh, critical time that I've gotten to not only take care of people that I know are in need, but also tend to a lot of my own needs. You know, Uh, it's, it's a very uh, affecting thing this quarantine this this concept that you even if you wanted to go outside you couldn't I remember I had no plans my studio is in my bedroom I have a gym here in my house I'm very lucky that I that I a lot of the things that I need I have but there's something about being told you can't do something you know I had no plans to go and visit you know my family in Utah or to drive to San Francisco and spend a weekend there and enjoy the weather but once they tell you you can't, you think about all of these things that you could be doing 
And I think it does really uh, take a hit and a damage um, mentally. And, uh, and so I think it's very critical that everybody, and uh, I, I include myself in that everybody, tend to what you need. Sometimes I will just get in the car and go for a drive because I'll feel a little bit, um, you know, I might have home fever and, and I got to get out and, and, and go and have some time for myself. Or maybe I'll just go and sit in a park by myself and just listen to nature or, you know, go and, and drive by my friend's house just to have a, you know, a socially distanced, you know, hang out, catch up because you just need some real human interaction that isn't through a screen. So because I'm doing all of that, my answer to you is I'm doing really well because I've been really good and really conscious about tending to what I need. Well, good for you. And um, I, it is really impressive that despite everything going on, that you have wrapped up this album um, that we, we hear about called The Gospel at 23. Yeah. And you have the first single. And that just, what is the final date on the drop? It's really soon. I'm so excited. So The Gospel at 23, the album is releasing July 24th. Um, with two, and I'm not necessarily saying that they're singles. One, I think, is just the world needs a song like this at the time, um, which is actually a cover of a, it's, it's me duetting with the original artist of the song. It's called The Medicine with D. Wilson, which we'll be releasing July 10th. And then we have Good Morning, which would be kind of the first focus track or single, if you want to call it, dropping July 17th. So literally, we have, you know, this weekend, which I'm going to just be finishing up final work. And then it's literally release, 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 release time. So I'm very excited for that. Wow. Um, and when you say that the medicine is a song that the world needs now, why is that? Oh, man. I, I, I think to explain tell, why. Tell us about the, the song's about. Yeah, so uh, I think to, to explain it, I got to tell you guys how I found it because it's a cover you know it's a I was on Instagram looking through Instagram stories and this was the week that George Floyd was murdered that uh, I was just kind of looking you know through everything seeing everybody's different points of views and my own father actually posted a video of this guy singing a song and so him being my dad I was like oh I'm gonna click on it let's watch this video and so I'm listening to the song and I'm brought to tears just at how raw and real it was. I've been seeing so much back and forth of, you know, um, both sides just attacking each other and going at it and, and kind of everybody feeling like they had the right to say what was right and wrong. And I heard this song and it just spoke to what we really need right now, which um, in a religious back background, uh, of the song that I connected with, it was like, we need God to come and help us and, and set everything straight and, and, and inspire the hearts of people to change um, where they need change. But the thing that I really connected with is that that song, though the lyrics refer to a higher power, a God, is the truth, you know? It, it's the medicine for what we are now. The same way that when you have a cold, you take you take, you know, NyQuil, when you have a headache, you take Tylenol. When you have systemic racism, there needs to be a medicine for that so that it can be fixed. And that medicine is love. That medicine is, in, uh, is inclusiveness, inclusivity. The, that love is um, acceptance of other people and acceptance that everybody 
truly is created equal and everybody truly deserves equal rights, equal treatment, equal justice, equal uh, rights. And, and uh, I think I said rights, but that's another, I guess, putting that in the list again, because it's that important. <laughs> uh, but understanding that that's the medicine that we need. And so that's why the song is called The Medicine. And it, and it affected me so much, inspired me so much that I reached out to that or original artist. And I said, hey, do you think that we could do a version of this song on my album? Because uh, as you listen to my album, you'll understand that this album is a story purely of who I am as a person, which we'll talk about. Um, this song to me is the latest edition of who I am, which is an equal rights activist, somebody who stands up to any bully that they see and fights for those who need help fighting their fight and truly is an open ear and an open ally to fight for those who are being oppressed, those who are disenfranchised, those who are being bullied and put down. This song, honestly, as much as it tends to this current situation, also helped me realize and put me in my place of what I really felt passionate and purposeful about. Wow, that, that is a lot and really, really important. Um, a really important message. Did you feel that like before uh, Black Lives Matter protests, like before the George Floyd murder and the protests, um, did you feel that you had the same awareness of all of these issues or did this just bring it, you know, even more to the fore for you? Oh man, I mean, I, I've, I've actually been asked this a lot because uh, a lot of the time, you know, you'll see a lot of, you, you see everybody standing up on their social media platforms. Even if they've stood up before, they're standing up even more. I think that's what it was for me is that I've, you know, I've always, my father always told me, don't let anybody bully you. Don't let anybody bully somebody else in front of you. And definitely don't be a bully. And, uh, and I've always fought for that, you know, even when the Black Lives Matter started in 2016, I believe, um, through the killings of Trayvon Martin, the killings of Eric Gardner, the killings of Mike Brown, there's something internally, I guess, for me, that I always want to stand up for anybody, whether it's Black Lives Matter movement, whether it was, you know, last week or last year, especially of last year's Pride, stepping out as an ally to the LGBTQ plus community, um, whether that is posting and sharing about um, abolishing ICE and, and all of the unfortunate and terrible, terrible things that are, that are happening in treatment of, of immigrants um, and uh, illegal immigrants even at that in, in the nation. I've always been somebody who fights for what is right and stands up to bullies and fights for those who feel oppressed and disenfranchised. I think this more than anything was an eye-opening experience that I need to just use my platform more, that I can use my platform more to really stretch and and talk about that and not be afraid of any repercussions, whether that's, you know, my own family, my own friends, you know, thinking differently of me or even losing followers, which does not matter. And a lot of us who are actively fighting for racial justice and racial equality are, are seeing these kind of immediate consequences of our actions, but all of us are doing it together and stepping up and saying, it doesn't matter if I lose followers. It doesn't matter if my family or my friends from, my hometown who might have different views than me think differently of me. And none of those things matter because we're standing up for what's right. Um, that's, um, you know, I think that, that 
what you're talking about is an experience that like a lot of people feel and hopefully this means that this will not just be a momentary movement that this actually will affect real change the the album as a whole the gospel at 23 how would you describe that overall the gospel at 23 is uh and I don't mean this in a bad way. It's really, honestly, a pretty selfish thing when I did it. I wrote songs that just, I don't care about anything else. I just want to tell my story, you know? I'm going to tell my story the way that I see it. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell every detail about it. That's why there's songs like um, Old AF uh, on the record that talk about, you know, being young is really easy to forget when you're 16 paying mom and dad's rent. When you're 16, you know, with no other young friends and six there these are all things that are true exact encounters or re-encounters of or re what's the word i'm looking for um uh reenactments i don't know uh me telling my story of how things went down the way that i see them and it and and it talks about everything my weaknesses my strengths the times that wrong was done against me the times that i did wrong myself my um, my fears about growing up, my fears about being grown up. This album to me, when I look back at it, when I was writing the songs was just me telling my story. It was quite, you know, I, I didn't care about hurting people's feelings or what people would think of me. It was, it was very selfish in a good way. And now that I'm looking back at it and I've played the songs for some people, I know that we've shared the album with you. We've shared the album with other friends and family of mine. And I'm actually realizing that because I was selfish, because I told my story, because I was real, my own dad is calling me saying, man, I listened to your lyrics talking about how you feel old at 23. And I, I could not relate to that more. I could not connect with that more. Or songs like Without You, where I am talking about my constantly ever-changing relationship with God or a higher power or religion in general, my own faith, my own beliefs. Looking back at, at, at something that I thought was a, a, in a good way, selfish um, moment of writing songs is actually connecting with people more than I ever imagined. And people are actually relating to this. And it's actually showing me how connected we all are as human beings because we do go through the same things whether they are exactly the same or just kind of the same underlying issues when it comes to writing your music and and kind of getting vulnerable within your music writing was that hard for you to do or did, like you have to like dig into a place where it was like scary or did it kind of come naturally I give so much credit to the songwriters that I wrote and the producers that I that I you know that I did this album with. It, it is very hard, so hard that it took me you know 24 years almost, 23 years because I wrote these all at 23 to to be able to fully open up. You know, I look back at some songs, and I look back even at my career in the past and thinking like thinking of a lyric and then being like, oh, I can't say that. That's too risky or that's too. Um, opening it's compromising to my internal facade that i'm a superhero and uh having a group of people like jordan dodd emma dd um having people like like minds and billy mann to to 
really hold my hand and say, it's okay to say these things. It's okay to feel these things. This is real. This is what songwriting is. It was beautiful. Like I really think about it and I get emotional because if it wasn't for a great team around me, I would never have that confidence to say what I need to say and speak how I need to speak and feel the way that I need to feel. Mm -hmm. You seem very confident on your social media platforms as well. <laughs> like, I mean, I think like your Instagram is so much, it, it's so interesting and it's fun because on one hand, you're sharing your workouts and your progress <laughs> and the state of your hair, which is covered up today. Um, covered up today. <laughs> it can't be out every day. It's too wild. I, I, I don't know what they, there's probably some like government department that's going to call me if I have my hair out in wild too much. So I got to put a hat on it. <laughs> but I think a lot of people can identify because all of our hair is out of control. So that's great. But it also on your social media platform, but you, you really speak up about the things you're feeling and about your activism and so for your fans like they're really seeing a kind of a 360 picture of you why is it important to you to kind of have all of that out there i um i started a podcast and and we'll talk about it a little bit later but there was a moment in you know that a and, and I'm sure you guys are the same with your podcast. It's like, you don't just like start a podcast, you start recording and then that's the podcast. Like, it's like, there's so much that goes into it. You have to brainstorm, you have to try like pilot episodes, you have to try examples, you do test videos, you do test recordings. In the very first test recording of my podcast, there oh, was a quote funny. that I- I just want to put the name of your podcast out there. Let's oh, get yeah. into it, which it's I think- It's called Let's Get Into It. Yeah, um, great phrase. And as it's, as it's uh, kind of unfolded more and grown as a podcast to now we're getting ready to release it, it um, it's become this very no holds bar. We can talk about whatever we want, any topics we want to talk about. And really the topics that we need to talk about is my goal for the podcast. But in the very, very first kind of pilot test recording episode, I learned a quote from, um, from Karen, who, I was, who was the guest at the time. And she said, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. And I thought about that a lot. And this was a long, this was a while ago. I mean, I've been working on this podcast since I want to say late 2018. Wow, so wow. that made me really kind of think about what I wanted to post on social media, because a lot of the time we only do post our outsides. We only do post our highlights of our lives and all of the good moments. And then we have bad days. Instead of posting those, we just kind of don't post. And I realized that by doing that, I'm only inciting other people who naturally will, even though they shouldn't, compare themselves to me the same way that I naturally do, though I shouldn't compare myself to other people I see on social media. And I thought, if, I, if, if nothing else, why not just post the real me so people can go, oh man, Alex, his back, out, his back workout looks awesome, but he also had a pretty... I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, bad day um, on, on Wednesday. So at least it like balances out because my life truly is a balance. I'm very lucky that I get to do so many fun things, including being on a podcast today. I'm very lucky that I get to like, you know, that I've been able to work up the discipline to continue my workout regime. I'm very lucky that I have amazing friends, amazing family, but it by no means should overlook the 
concept that I have so many struggles in life, that I have so many problems in life, that along with all the great things that all of us have in life, there is an equal and sometimes even more amount of stresses and struggles. And so I thought to myself, if I'm going to post on social media and I'm going to post the good stuff, I'm going to post the bad stuff or even the more struggly stuff so people can understand that this is what real life is like. And hopefully I can inspire people to do the same. Yeah, and to keep going as well, like just to push, you know, to continue on, even if they are having struggles, like, I agree. I think that's, you know, really important, like it's an important way, a way of being a role model. And um, in Let's Get Into It, your podcast, when is it actually launching? Oh, man, I'm so excited. I'm telling you, July is like launch central for me, like July 7th. July 7th, my brand new podcast, Alex Iona, Let's Get Into It, is dropping. And we're we're jumping straight into it. We are really jumping straight into juicy topics with uh, with some really cool guests. Are you going to be doing weekly episodes or is it bi-weekly? Like, what's, what are you kind of planning for that? I'm going to keep it a million percent honest with you. Uh, iHeartRadio, who has been an incredible partner, are handling the release schedule. I just love creating and uh, and having these podcast episodes, having real honest conversations with uh, with everybody. So I know that we're releasing and we're not planning on stopping releasing. <laughs> so uh, whether it be weekly, biweekly, um, we're definitely going to keep it coming and keep rolling it out uh, as much as you know we possibly can. And what are you going to be talking about in your podcast and what kind of guests will you have? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are talking about everything from, you know, first times. We're talking about mental health issues. We're talking about helping out your friends who are in low places. We're talking about addiction. We're talking about, you know, um, losing and gaining friends. A lot of kind of what I did was I thought about the issues that I have in my own life. Again, the real issues, talking about um, my expectations of what life would be when I was an adult versus how they actually are when I'm an adult. I'm talking about my relationship with my parents, relationships with my sisters, relationships all across the board. And I just made a list. And then for each of those lists, uh, me, my amazing team at iHeart, my amazing management team, all thought, okay, who would be the best guests for this? And usually I like to have them be people I'm familiar with. So at least one guest who is like a good friend, longtime friend, and then maybe one expert who knows kind of more than the average person about a certain topic. So a lot of the mental health stuff, I have um, Karen Ehrlichman, who is a therapist and a wisdom tree uh, that I've known for a long time that helps give a professional opinion on things. Um, I talk about money and finance, and I'm talking with Brad Klontz, who is, is a psychologist in, um, in finance, you know, and then I have just a lot of my really good friends, you know, Ifi Wadiwe, who's a podcast host, um, Neza, who's a good friend of mine I've known for a long time, uh, and across the board, it's just, I, I wanted to, more than like 
doing the who's who and getting big names on the podcast. I wanted people who I could connect with who could have that vulnerable, open conversation about whatever topic we're speaking on. Alex, since you started working on this back in 2018, you had said like late 2018, are these conversations like how were they pre-recorded like back then? Like, are they going to be kind of up to date with like your current life? Oh, no, these were all recorded recently. So when I say that we started in 2018, it was like 2018, we were saying we need to do a podcast. What are we going to do? And then it was like, what if we tried this? And we tried this. And we tried and we tried and we tried different things. We tried, you know, food podcast. We tried comedy podcast. We tried music podcast, like all of them. So from 2018 to now here we are, all of these conversations that I'm having are in real time. They're all, you know, we are maybe a couple of episodes ahead um, of our work. But I, for that exact reason, like you said, Ali, I didn't want it to be a, I didn't want it to be a like, oh, that's what I thought back in 2018 when there was no quarantine and there was no, you know, racial injustice and a fight for, for, for equality and a fight for this and that. I wanted it to be real time so that my opinions could all still be accurate to this day. Yeah. And um, I, well, I think that's fantastic. And my goodness, like there couldn't be more, um, aside from pers- like sort of personal inner um, issues to discuss, but so many outer issues which are so big and that you've been involved with um one of the things i see that you're very involved with is pro voting um Mm. you're a voting activist which is uh you know music to our ears ali and i and hollywood life's ears because we're really involved in trying to get our readers registered to vote into the polls in november why do you feel so strongly about voting I think when I think about why I care so much about voting, there's two things. One is we have all, if we look close enough, learned what it means to not show up in the polls. We've learned what it means to tweet and bash people and say, oh, we're definitely, no way this person's going to become the governor or the president or no way, like whatever. And then when it's time to show up, we don't show up. We've learned the results of that. These last four years have been the result of that. That's part one, as I think we, we need to learn from our mistakes. That's the reason number one. Reason number two is I loved, I don't know if you guys watched Killer Mike's speech. Uh, oh, I think it was days yeah. after. And he said something that really hit me hard. And it was, you want to beat up these politicians, beat them up in the polls. You know, and I love that term, beat them up in the polls, because there are a lot, when you're talking about people who don't care about your livelihood because of the color of your skin, you're talking about somebody that is truly, at least for me, morally, ethically, completely on the opposite of what you believe. So much so that it makes me angry. I get, I genuinely get furious inside. And so when I think of beating somebody up in the polls, it makes me, it lights a fire in my chest. It lights a fire from underneath me. It makes me so passionate because there's nothing that, I know that there is nothing that these unfortunately sick people who believe 
that because of the color of your skin, you should receive a different type of treatment, a different type of laws. There's nothing that would piss these people off more than to lose their power. And it's important and imperative for us as citizens to practice and continue practicing our right to vote to control the power of these, of these politicians, to control the power of these officials and keep them in check so that they know if they don't do the right thing, they don't get that power. And so as I think more and more on that, even as I'm speaking about it right now, it continues to reignite my passion for voting, reignite my passion to inspire people to vote because it's not, this is my favorite thing is like, voting is not sexy. Like it's so not sexy. Like it's about as sexy as trigonometry. Like it is literally <laughs> so uncool, you know, standing in line and like kicking it. If, you, if you're in like West LA, they probably have some like cool little sandwiches or snacks that they hand out while you're waiting in line. But it's not like cool. Like it's not like, yo, what should we do today? Oh, let's go vote. Okay, tight. <laughs> so I think making sure that people know that even though it's not cool, it is so necessary and important for the youth especially because we learned what happened four years ago and we cannot let that happen again. Yeah, exactly. And I think that what you're what you're saying, like when you say in the polls, you mean like kind of like in the in the voting booth. Like yes, in the winner. yes. That. On your ballot is where you can literally throw a right, massive right-handed punch at whatever, whatever movement, whatever law, whatever politician you want. That's your time to really stand up and internally go, no way, you aren't coming back in. You're not allowed to have this power because you have abused it over and over and over again. Well, and the thing is, like what Killer Mike, I think, talked about as, as well, is that it's by, like it is electing people because those are the people, um, let's say at the local level, like the mayor, the, who, who he appoints the police chief and then the city council oversees the police department and their budget. So they're the ones that actually decide if they're going to defund the police or demand that the police do things a different way. Absolutely. So it is in your power through your voting. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people think of I think a lot of people think of voting and they automatically just go oh the president and the big laws and these but like you said you know if, if everybody was like you know look at Minneapolis for instance now um which is you know it is the the city in which George Floyd was murdered however look at the way that they've reacted to this look at the way that they've been constantly trying to find a change and everybody's going yeah we are not going to let this continue happening that should be proof that every little city, every town, whether it's the mayor, whether it's, you know, your local officials, whether it's the governor, even as we look at the COVID situation, let's take it away from, from our fight for racial equality. Look at the COVID situation and you look at how different governors have acted differently and the, the direct effects of their decision making. You know, you have to really a fine-tooth comb through all of these things and note how your officials in your neighborhood, in your city, in your count, in your, your county, and in your state have acted in the face of adversity and have acted on things that you care about, you'll realize that those tiny, those tiny votes, the, the vote for your town mayor is so important because of exactly what you said. These people appoint the people who make you know, the, 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 the mayors and the, 
the governors and the senators and every every government official there's a trickle down that ends up at who hires the police chief who hires the policemen who protect our city yeah and if right. those if those policemen are hired and those policemen have a racist even one single tiny racist fiber in their body then it is on us for it is on us to elect somebody who will not allow that to happen so well said so well explained will you be using like your social media platform will you be using your podcast to continue to speak out on this in the next four or five months as we head up to the, the november election absolutely i mean honestly like I, I i posted on my instagram that i was like i don't care what it takes if i gotta like go to little caesars and pick up all of the pizzas that they got and throw a pizza party outside and say free, you get a free slice of pizza if you vote or whatever to me at this point it is uh not to be dramatic but i kind of compare it to like avengers endgame you know like this, this is our we are closing in on one of the most detrimental years and most important decisions as a country of who is going to lead us that can get us out of this you know this pandemic get us out of this um this uh economic crisis to get us out of this um you know, walk us through racial equality and true racial justice and end up on the right side of this. And, and right as in what is right, not is left and right, uh, just so I'm clear. Um, you know, a leader, we, we need to really, you know, bear down with each other as citizens of this country and fight for, for equality and show up in the polls and show up in our, on our voter ballots so that we can really vote somebody who's going to get us out of here. And that's why I think it's important. I'm going to do everything I can on social media, on my podcast, through my album, through my um, concerts, my live concerts that we're doing, virtual concerts that we're doing, through my interviews that I'm going to consistently talk about it. And yeah, people might say it's annoying. People might say that's enough. People might say you've talked about it so much. But until I can sleep peacefully knowing there is somebody at the head of this ship that I trust, that can get us out and get us through and get us on the proper side of these problems, I'm gonna keep fighting as long as I can, as much as I can. Now, you don't have to tell us if you who it is, but do you expect you'll actually tell your followers at some point who you're endorsing for president? Uh, that's always been hard, you know? I don't, I don't like being, I think there's a very fine line that walks into almost um, cult, culty, uh get like a, a culty mindset my biggest thing is always stay educated stay educated look at the news really read what's going on really like and not just even one side you know you have so many different outlets and everybody has their their angle on things educate all of them really you know and and i think honestly as a person who believes that every human being is brought into the earth with a good heart especially the youth who are continuing to learn more and more it's i think it's important that instead of me saying hey go out and vote bonnie fuller i say hey go out and vote for who you think matches your standards and if you don't know who matches your standards go find out who matches your standards in hopes that the people that follow me match my standards and they can make the decision for themselves because i never want to tell somebody you need to vote for this person that's great advice. Um, just one more thing before we go. Um, I, was, I was reading that um, 
you have, I think, a movie that's going, you're going to be appearing in. Yes. Finding Ohana. Finding Ohana, yes. Tell us about that. Uh, Finding Ohana, my very first feature film uh, with Netflix. Big shout outs to Netflix. Wow, congratulations. Um, thank you. It's, it was really, uh, I think my biggest thing has always been just trying everything and giving my all to everything. And acting is something that I've always kind of enjoyed trying. And whether it be from, you know, Royal Crush when I was 18 years old, doing like a little web series or little, you know, here and there sketches on YouTube. This movie was really something that kind of built up my confidence in acting that made it not just a, oh, I could be a, maybe one of those, like maybe one day if I became a big enough singer, I could do that, like, I will be in a movie just because I'm famous, you know, a famous singer type of thing to something that I'm like, oh, wow, if I really put the time in and really work on this craft, then I could continue, you know, acting. I could continue being, you know, making this a career. This was... Um, you know, I'm a lead role in a Netflix film, and, and that was really something that built up my confidence uh, and honestly also built up my hunger to want to work harder. You know, when you're doing a lot of auditions and you're not necessarily getting callbacks, you're not necessarily getting the roles, it can kind of break you down a little bit. And so uh, getting this role really built up my confidence, even to booking more roles since I booked this one role. And so I think it was really just uh, it's going to be a blessing in many ways, and hopefully for an hour or two, uh, the viewer watching the movie can can enjoy, you know, a, a good, enjoyable adventure action family styled movie. Can Can you just tell us like what your character is like, and do you know when it, like when it's actually going to come out, so we can look forward to tuning in? Uh, the first question I can answer. The second one I don't know yet. With with the quarantine and everything, I know that <clears throat> everything is constantly moving. So I, I don't know exactly when it's going to come out. But what I'm really excited for is is my character shows a really, um, I guess the term is like a, a character arc. It really shows the change of heart and the change of um, you know learning a lesson and coming out on the right side of learning a lesson. And so uh, the the movie is basically about two a brother and a sister that are originally from Hawaii and uh, they were raised though in New York City. Come back to Hawaii and learn about their culture and their family and the importance of all of that through a, a pretty wicked adventure. And so being the brother of that brother and sister, um, it was really fun getting to to take on a character of you know, on when, when the movie starts, I'm one person and when the movie ends, I'm a whole completely different person. And so even reflecting to uh, what's going on in the world now, it's, it's nice seeing, like, being able to play a character that's going to be, you know, maybe I don't have the right opinions right now. Maybe my opinions are selfish and self-centered and don't really help other people. Towards the end of the movie, it, anything can happen and anything can change. And so hopefully that can also inspire a good spirit that uh, people are more open to change as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Well, you have got so much coming up. And so all of our listeners and viewers, those who are seeing you on our, on our video, um, everyone get excited about the medicine single and just give us the date again that they can July 10th. The medicine will be out on July 10th. July 10th, the gospel at 23. July 24th. Look at us. We're a tag team right now. <laughs> and the podcast on iHeart, on iHeart, the iHeart Network. Let's get into it on July 7th. And I need to point out also, it wasn't pointed out, Good Morning, the first kind of focus track of the album, The Gospel at 23, on July 17th as well. So we are literally, I, I kid you not, we're dropping, 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 bang, 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 bang. Yeah, everyone, mark your calendars. Yeah. <laughs> your July calendars are filled now. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time today to chat with us. Of course. Thank, thank you, thank Alex. You so great to see you. I'm glad you're doing well, and congrats on it all. Say oh, hi to Billy. So it's great to see you as well. <laughs>